Do you see content marketing and blog writing is nearly synonymous? Well, you've come to the right episode to expand your view. Today, we cover how you can use multiple channels and avenues to tell your story and increase awareness of your brand. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news, you're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I am your host today, Chris Dubois, and I am joined by Mrs. Mallory Kuhn, growth marketer and content specialist here at Lean Labs. Mallory, how are you? Hi. Good, good. How are you? I'm excited to talk about content. We are going to talk a lot about content. We're going to go beyond the blog, uh, which is the exciting name of this episode. Uh, because a lot of times we just focus on producing content, right? And just writing something. But I think we want to go a little deeper and actually get into some of the things you can do with content, some of the value that it can provide separate from just having a post on a website. Yeah. Uh, so first, let's talk, what's your, let's talk about your background um, as it comes to content development in the B2B space. So uh, you are very familiar with my background relating content development in the B2B space because it has all been at Lean Labs. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I do, uh, I, I am also a creator of content outside of the B2B space. So I'm an author, I'm a, a content creator on TikTok. Um, so I have other, other uh, experience as well, but in the B2B space, it has all been um, for Lean Labs. So uh, mostly I've done, uh, have done a lot of blog post writing, um, but also, hey, behind the curtain a little bit, I produced this podcast. <laughs> um, so a, a lot of my experience um, has just been with working with both the Lean Labs brand um, and the, the brands of our clients. So, um, you know, B2B tech and SaaS um, clients and helping them create content that reaches their audiences. All right. So as we get into brand building, how... Um, how does like creative content marketing contribute to that for you know thought leadership building and everything? Yeah, so I think when you think beyond the blog, right, and that doesn't mean we're not issuing the blog altogether, right? We're, we're, we still, I'm a, still a supporter of brands having blogs, of course. Um, but when you think beyond that, you can reach a larger audience. You can use more channels to reach your audience. Um, I also think that, you know, thinking beyond the blog and using different formats and different channels um, helps you communicate with different learning or listening styles, right? Like not everybody is going to have a question and immediately go, oh, I'd love to read this 2000 word blog post about this. You know, there's a huge market of people that say, I have this question. Gosh, I just want a five minute YouTube video on this or, you know, something like that. Um, I also think that when you get creative with your content marketing, um, you can take advantage of the different channels and use it to knit yourself and your brand into the everyday lives of your audience. Um, so, you know, people may, they may return to your blog every week or every two days, right? However often you post. Um, but I think, you know, by exploring a medium like podcasting or uh, like YouTube video um, series, you give yourself the option to become more than just a part of their life sitting at the computer reading a blog post, right? If you are in their ear in a podcast, they're taking you with them on the road or to the gym or something like that. And I just think that that um, 
just gives you a chance to form a stronger bond with your audience uh, in a way that blogs alone don't let you do. Right. It definitely helps with the the time on brand yeah. <clears throat> concept of just they're going to spend a certain amount of time with you. You're going to figure out over time how long that has to be before someone's willing to purchase. And so if you're in on YouTube and in a podcast yeah. and a blog, right, it's going to do it. Um, what uh, So what benefits have you seen you know, directly working with some of our clients here at Lean Labs and stuff from taking this approach with the content marketing? Yeah, I think one of the the big benefits, right? I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, your you can attract more people. You're getting your you know awareness up, all of those things. Um, but I think it's more. I mean, it's definitely more than that. It's about not just becoming uh, more out there and letting people become aware of you. It's helping the right people become aware of you. Um, when you really nail your content marketing, um, first of all, you have the potential to reach and produce, generate more strong fit leads, right? The more people can learn about you, your brand, how you do things, how you tick, uh, what you believe um, up front, the more likely it is that you're going to be attracting the people mm-hmm. that align with your brand, your brand's message, your brand's vision um, before they even hop on a sales call. Um, and, you know, I think that it also helps uh, like you said, with the time on brand, it helps warm those people up. Um, the more time they spend getting to know you, getting to trust you uh, as a resource, as, hey, these guys have helped me for before for free. Now I'm in need of this greater level of help um, when they're shopping around for a solution. Even if they weren't shopping the first time they came across your content, now you're a familiar face uh, with a positive connotation. Um, and that is, that can only help you, um, you know, win those people over. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the different channels that we can get into, uh, innovative or something that that's just tried and true, right? What, uh, what are you looking at when you're doing content marketing? So, I mean, okay. Blogs are great. Everyone has a blog now though. Everyone and their brother has a blog, uh, which, you know, is great and fine. But if you want to stand out, you do need to get a little more creative than that. Um, so, you know, I think social media is one that a lot of people think of off the bat um, because it is often, I mean, well, it depends on the, the platform, which I guess this, all of these are so knit together. Um, but let's talk social media in terms of like LinkedIn, your Twitters, right? Things like that. Um those social platforms are still text-based, right? So it feels very familiar, uh, almost like a baby step away from blogging, right? It can feel uh, very at home for for people that are very committed to the blog. Um, but it is also, it's, it's a great way to repurpose your blog content, right? Mm-hmm. Into smaller bite-sized chunks. It can be a really great first step uh, if you don't have the time, resources, experience to jump right into a bunch of different mediums. Um, I also think, I mean, of course, podcasting. Hey, we're doing one. We're talking on a podcast right now. Um, I think podcasts are great just as like a, a general human operating in the world. I also love podcasts. I listen to a ton of them. I uh, find them to be a really great way to learn things, um, to to engage with, you know, materials that I'm not familiar with. And, um, you know, then from the, from the creator of a podcast standpoint, um, it is a very personal way to speak. It is one to many, but it feels very one to one. 
uh, from a listener side. Uh, this may be a bit off the rails, but I think often of this this meme I saw one time that was uh, it was a picture of um, a billboard. It was like a McDonald's billboard something with everyone in the billboard. It's a group of friends laughing and eating salad. And then there was just a guy sitting on the floor next to the billboard laughing and eating a salad next to it. And the caption was, this is how it feels listening to a podcast. Um, and it's so true, right? You are just listening in. You are not He's not in the billboard, right? He's not actually hanging out with the people in that ad. Um, but it feels like you are. So I do think that podcasting is a really great way to um, to reach people in a very personal way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're going to say something. Jump on in. <laughs> I was going to ask another question. Oh, yeah, I'm not done it. answering. We got more content to cover. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Another one, um, video content, right? And this is why I split up the social, right? Because you do have social platforms uh, like TikTok, right? Which is very, I mean, it's all video. Um, even Instagram, right? With Instagram Reels, that's very video um, driven. Um, so short form video like TikTok, Instagram Reels, uh, YouTube Shorts, things like that. Um, but also long form video. So YouTube proper, regular YouTube, right, which is one of the largest search platforms outside of Google, um, can be a really great uh, avenue to explore, especially if you need more visual uh, elements, which I have some examples, um, which I, I mean, we can talk about a little bit later of brands that are using that really well. Um, and then lastly, just like, you know, if you really want to get into something really intense, uh, webinars, books, right, things like that, that are more meaty, will take a lot more time up front. They're going to be something that you invest a lot of time in up front, but then hopefully what you're creating there is more evergreen um, and you can continue mm -hmm. to make connections and get leads off of that uh, for a long time. Yeah. Oh, and again, going back to the time on brand, right? It's going to take a lot longer to write a book, but if someone's reading your book, they're sticking with you for a lot longer than a single blog post or right. a single podcast. And so expand that. Uh, but thank you for sharing more content because it changed the question that I'm going to ask you now. Uh, so... <laughs> How, right, tons of different channels that we can apply. How do you go about finding the right one for a certain company, for a certain brand? Yeah, so that one is always a, a tricky question because you hear all the time where, you know, people are like, oh, do B2B brands even need to bother with social media and, like, it's not a good fit for them and all of these things. Um, I am a big believer in, you know, everything depends on your brand, your audience, um, to quote a very famous bearded space wizard, only the Sith deal in absolutes, right? So we <laughs> we don't, I don't like to say no B2B marketer should be using TikTok. Do I think TikTok is the right fit for a lot of B2B brands? Probably not. Um, but is it probably the right fit for somebody out there? Probably. Um, so I, I do think that probably most B2B brands should be looking more at, you know, blog content, maybe a podcast, YouTube, LinkedIn. I think those are probably safe avenues. Um, but, you know, I would say mm -hmm. don't assume. Don't assume. Um, take a look at your audience. Where are they hanging out? What do they like to do? Talk to your current customers, right? If you can, you know, get a survey out to, to your rock star customers that you'd love to get 10 more just like them. What are their habits like consuming media? Where are they? Um, because chances are that's where the rest of, you know, the customers that might be just like them are also hanging out. And then target them there. So I think that's um, 
a good rule of thumb. All right. You mentioned having some examples of B2B companies that have had uh, awesome content strategies and seen great results from it. Uh, you mind sharing some of those? Just talk about you know, what, what made those campaigns stand out. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with an obvious one. And I'm going to start talking about a blog, um, HubSpot, HubSpot's blog. Um, it's very well organized. They update it constantly. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that HubSpot does really well. Um, the blog is not at all the only thing that they're doing or doing well, but I think the blog is a great example of something that's considered a, a kind of a go-to resource, uh, in, in the community for, um, especially, you know, the B2B marketing space. Um, but to move away from the blog, since we're thinking beyond the blogs, um, you know, I, when I was talking about video, YouTube and things like that, um, you know, it can be extra helpful if your content needs to be visual. And I think a great example of this is, um, Canva, which, um, Anyone that works with me knows I love Canva. I uh, <laughs> will often offer to make graphics for things because, as I say, I am not a graphic designer, but I do have a Canva subscription and too much confidence. Um, so, you know, it's it's a cool tool that has a lot that it can do, but that's the thing. It has a lot it can do, and you might not know that just looking at it. So um, what Canva has done is they've created uh, a bunch of tutorial courses. Uh, it's their learn page on their website. And it has uh, a bunch of different walkthroughs and cool things you can use their tool for that you might not have thought of. Oh, you can use it for a video. Did you know? Da, da, da. Um, That page generates almost a million monthly visits um, because they're offering video tutorials of the frequently asked questions, what you can do with their product. Um, And I think that's a really great place to use video. you know, yes, you can also use video for just a talking head and to and to explain things. You know, that's not the only use for video. But I think if you have a product, uh, you know, especially in the B two B tech and SaaS space that has a lot of ins and outs and things that oh, people don't even know our product does this, but it could help so many people. As long as you're focusing mm-hmm. the videos not on oh rah 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 look at me and my product, as long as you're focusing it on hey. You got this problem. Look how easily you can solve it with boop, 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 six steps or whatever. Um, I think that that is a really great use for video. Um, and then the last example I'll talk about is a podcast. Um, so ours. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I, I assume most people have heard of McAfee, the giant in the cybersecurity space. Um, they have a podcast called Hackable. And this podcast is a resource and it helps uh, – it, it just basically gives people advice on how to protect their data, uh, the, the lowdown on all the new threats that are coming in. Um, and I think this podcast works really well for them. I mean, they have, they have hundreds of thousands of listeners on this podcast. Um, and it's because it's a value first, right? It is – even if you are not a McAfee customer – uh, so unlike the Canva example, right, you kind of have to be a Canva user or at least interested in checking it out to get value <laughs> from their tutorials. The the Hackable podcast, you could just be any business owner, any person looking to protect your personal or your business's data, um, but it is still related to their product, right? It is still, that's an example of like a thought leadership, right? It's It's giving more credibility to what McAfee 
the brand has to say about cybersecurity, um, which helps them mm -hmm. and puts them front of mind when someone might be looking for a new cybersecurity solution. Um, so yeah, I just talked a whole bunch in a row, but I think those are some some examples of brands doing right. it well. No, those are great. <laughs> great examples. Uh, and kind of building off that, let's talk about the shareability. I don't know if that's a word of, uh, of content. A word now. <laughs> sure. Um, I've coined it. So I have seen a lot of blogs that have, you know, like the social links that say, you know, share this content. And I know personally, I have never clicked one of those buttons. <laughs> I don't know that anyone ever has, but I've also gone to some posts, read them, liked them, and I've copied the URL and then gone into LinkedIn and shared the article and some of my thoughts on it. So how important is it that we're actually making shareable content or should we be looking at like bite size kind of clips that we can be sharing? Should the entire content piece be like, how do you approach this? I guess the art of shareability. The art of shareability. Um, so I think it, this is another situation where infuriatingly I'm going to answer. It depends. It depends. Mm. I think it depends on what your goal is, right? If you are looking to, if your main goal is to extend your reach, you probably do want to focus a little bit more on shareability because you only have, like, especially if you're talking social, um, you know, mm -hmm. let's say your brand has a thousand followers on Twitter and you want to reach more than a thousand people. Um, you probably need to make that tweet or your goal might be to make that tweet something people will want to retweet, um, something shareable, okay. right? Um, whereas if, if you're not really looking to expand reach at the moment or this particular piece of content is not, uh, you know, something designed for a mass audience, you're looking for something a little more targeted, maybe you don't really care as much about mass shareability. Um, I don't think all content needs to be shareable. I think, you know, some of it, if it's targeted and reaches the audience that you're looking to reach on the first try, <laughs> um, then shareability might not matter quite as much. Right. But, you know, if you're looking to make your content shareable, um, there's a couple different tacks you can take. Um, so I think the first thing is if your content is incredibly timely. So something that is very relevant to something that is happening. Um, immediately or coming up, right? There's, say you are, you know, a, a payroll company and there's a new tax law coming in, right? That's going to be uh, interesting for your audience, relevant for your audience in a certain time. You may have a situation where you write this post about this new tax law and someone reads it and goes, oh my gosh, this colleague, I wonder if he's heard about this new law. Boop, 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 they share, right? Um, so that's one. Another one is um, just something particularly interesting, right? Something very uh, fascinating that is appeals to people in the industry and in your in your audience, um, or something that will give someone a little a little clout if they share it. That's that's kind of a fun one, right? Like what insights can you share in this post, this piece of content, this video, whatever it is, that will make yeah. someone go, "Oh, if I am the one to introduce." this video to my team, I'm going to look so cool. Right? Improvement of social status. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Or, you know, oh, if I can, you know, 
show my team that I learned this here. I'm introducing them to this cool new resource, right? If you are that cool new resource for the record, you've, you're already winning. Like you're already crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, and this one's dangerous uh, for the B2B space. Dangerous is a strong word. You just made a face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's, it's, it's often misused, I guess, is more what I'm trying to say. Uh, entertaining, if your content is entertaining. And when we're talking like, Mm-hmm. In the B2C space, like think about all the times McDonald's has clapped back at someone on Twitter, right? Or uh, gosh, Wendy's, what is it? Yeah. Denny's? Yeah, that just posts like off the wall stuff, right? Um, that's entertaining. And so people share it. However, it, it you might fall into a situation where they just remember the entertaining comment and they don't remember where they heard it. Because it has nothing right. to do with your brand. I think that is the trap people fall into sometimes is they're just trying to be funny and a buzzword or whatever. And they they fail to dovetail that into their messaging uh, in a way that actually resonates with their audience and would lead to more than a vanity metric of, oh, look how many shares yeah. I have, right? So that's that's one word of caution, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, following that that word of caution, what other potential challenges are uh, you know can companies face? Yeah, with with shareability or just with in well, general content. Content creation in general should specify. Yeah, no. Um, so, I mean, I think honestly, the first one is the time commitment, right? Um, writing blog posts is one thing, and I that that's not time consuming. It is, but putting the time and effort into creating a worthwhile video page or podcast, um, that's not something everyone or every brand can do, right? Um, You know, you may not have the resources, the time, the manpower to to create something worthwhile and to dovetail into, I guess, my second word of caution, uh, a slapped together YouTube video or you know, a podcast with horrible audio, it looks unprofessional and amateurish. Uh, it's ultimately going to hurt you more than it helps. It's going to, it's going to hurt your credibility. Uh, if you don't put the full time and effort in to creating something right. professional. Uh, so that would be my word of caution. Make sure that you have the time and the resources, uh, and the knowledge base on your staff to tackle something like this before you throw something out there. Uh, and tie your brand's name to it. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, okay, shifting gears. You are a storyteller, um, primarily in your in your other life as an actual author <laughs> telling stories. Uh, but you do the same thing with our content here for our clients and everything. So I think everyone at this point has heard that storytelling is important to marketing, right? So obviously content marketing, no change. Uh, how can marketers, I guess, more effectively, more efficiently incorporate storytelling into the content that they're creating? Yeah, I think to me, the the rule here, if you will, the rule of thumb is to remember that your audience is the main character of every story that you're telling. So, you know, kind of to bring it because I always have to, uh, to bring it to my the fiction realm for a second. But think about when you're reading a book. If you're reading a book where it has multiple points of view, right? Like this chapter is from Dave's point of view and the next chapter is Abby, right? Whatever. Um, when you're reading books like that, now think about how you feel when the chapter jumps 
to a minor character that you don't really care about. You kind of want to put the book down, right? Or if you were debating, oh, should I read another chapter? Oh, well, this next chapter is, you know, a so-and-so chapter. Eh, I'm going to set it down. That's how your audience feels if you're not speaking directly to them as the main character, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's how they're going to feel. If they they need to be the hero of the story and as soon as you start speaking to them in a way where they are not the hero of the story, they're going to lose interest. They're going to fall off. Um, so, you know, even – and I, I hesitated a little bit to use the Canva example because their content in that example is all focused on their brand. Um, but like, yes, the resources are all about their their app, but none of the content is check out how cool we are, right? All of it is right. this is how you, the hero, can use mm-hmm. our sword, right, to get the result you want. Um you, Canva is still positioning themselves as the guide in that story, um, not the hero. And I think that's just important to remember for all your content. Is my audience the hero of the story I'm telling with this piece of content? And if not, you need to axe it or retarget it before you put it out there mm-hmm. or else it's not going to land. Right. Uh, man, okay. This has been a fascinating conversation. We're getting pretty deep on just going actually beyond the blog for content creation. Uh, but let's talk just briefly how how we can measure kind of the results of our content marketing, right? If we're looking across all these different channels and everything, how are we unifying this under specific metrics that we can actually monitor? Yeah, I guess I have one more word of caution uh, relating to metrics, mm. um, and that's beware of vanity metrics, especially when you get into social and, you know, with podcasts, you got downloads, with video, you got views. And sure, those things can give you a sense of how popular, you know, a piece of content is, how many people are checking it out. Um, But like, ultimately, unless you're like in the TikTok creator fund, the number of views is not making you money. Um, The only thing that's going to make you money is whether that content it's viewed X number of times and of those X people, Y people go to your website and convert. Um, so I, I would say just make sure you're including CTAs in everything that you do. Um, every podcast episode should have a call to action at the end. Every YouTube video, you can, um, you know, have links that pop up on the screen uh, for a call to action for your YouTube videos for take them to another video, whatever. Um measure the impact of those elements, measure the the performance of those CTAs. And that should be far more important to you than the number of, you know, retweets or shares that your LinkedIn post got, right? Because uh, those, those ultimately don't move the needle for you. Awesome. Mallory, thank you for joining me on this episode of Growth Team Radio. Uh, I think our listeners are going to leave this episode with some information around uh, implementing new and innovative uh, content marketing, future campaigns. And so I thank you for that. Uh, I'm also going to thank our listeners for listening. And we do appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And also, please be sure to rate and review uh, whatever podcast application you're listening on just go ahead drop five stars are great we love five stars 
Uh, let us know how we're doing. We, we read the feedback so we can keep bringing some, something worth uh, value to you. But until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.